Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for this day. Thank you for health. Thank you for strength. Thank you for life. We thank you for allowing us to be victorious against everything the enemy brings our way. We thank you for your infallible word, knowing that there is nothing on this planet that can come against your truth. No lie, no work of the enemy, no falsehood. We know that your word stands and it will stand all the way to the end. Pray that whoever is dealing with any type of sickness or illness or stress and anxiety, we pray that they will go before you boldly and asking for that grace and mercy and a time to help and believe they're set free. We give you the glory and the honor. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Well, I want to I wanna talk to you guys about uh, how I had a conversation today that was pretty interesting with one of my clients. Uh, you know, it's the first time I had an appointment scheduled to actually take this person through a training. And when it was over, we had rebooked for another uh, follow-up session, um, fitness training-wise. And the person ends up sharing with me how they have been praying for a restaurant. They want to open a restaurant. They've been asking God, can they open up a restaurant? And the first time they went to, to do it, they looked at this place and it had all the equipment. It seemed to be the right fit. And they applied and they were denied. And the person was telling me that they felt like because that was the denial was that because of the denial, it was God's sign saying that, no, you're not supposed to uh, you know, have that restaurant. That's not something you're supposed to do. And the person said that they couldn't really, you know, she said she really couldn't let it go because it's something that was really sitting on her heart. So she prayed again and asked God, you know, to basically open up the door again. So this time God opens up the door, but it's a restaurant that doesn't have any of the equipment. It wasn't set up like the one previous that she was denied for. And this one, she actually got approved. And when she got approved, she said she became more afraid than actually going after uh, what she wanted, you know, more afraid now that the approval was there. And our interaction was quite interesting because we're talking the day she's actually supposed to sign the lease and she's stuck in limbo and, and don't really feel like she want to go forward because of all the different things that don't look like they're going to happen. You know, the what if, what if it don't work out? What if it doesn't uh, become as successful? What if you get into it and it starts to become great, then all of a sudden it falls apart. And she said that in her prayer, she prayed for the help. She prayed for people to come and, and, and be her support. And sure enough, people were showing up. Hey, I'm a graphic designer. I'll help you cook. I'll help you do this. And all these different people from different walks of life were just showing up to help her. And yet she's still stuck moving forward. And I believe our interaction really was just me being another sign in the road saying, go forward. You know, and God aligned it in such a way that I would meet her on the day she needs to sign the lease. And we had a long discussion. And I, I shared a lot of the things that I've been through and the times I've doubted and how I, you know, faced time in prison, almost ready to give up. And and I told her, I said, you know, this is the reason you doubt is because your expectation 
is not consistent with what you believe. You know, we ask God for things. We're asking him to bless us, to open up a door. And we believe it'll happen. But in our belief system, in the process of our belief, our expectation starts to shift because we don't really understand the importance of waiting with expectancy. You know, when God opens up the door, it's not always immediate. It's not always instant. You know, there's a lot of times there's a delay that happens because he operates in eternity. We live in time. And what's one day for us is many days for him. And this is so important to understand because when we're walking towards the thing that God has called us to do, if we have this end time expectancy, we're going to miss the fact that we're actually supposed to be moving, operating, thinking, and doing as if it's already done. It's already happened. When we don't have this understanding, this, this expectation, fear comes into place. And we get held up when God already opened the door. He's already made a way. You know, we got to have that, that mindset like Elijah. You know, if you read in, in 1 Kings chapter 18, right around verse, I believe it was 36, he just got through having a, a showdown with uh, the, the prophets of Baal. You know, all this was set up for Jezebel and her false prophets and how she wanted to eradicate all the people of of um, of Israel, wanted all of them to bow to her. And she was winning. She was getting her way. And then Elijah shows up and he prays to God, saying that I've done all you asked me to do. I'm doing things based on your word. Now, go ahead and follow through on your part, you know. And sure enough, God shows up. He sends fire down to devour uh, the sacrifice. And, you know, they're all impressed. They fall down and they're saying that the Lord, he is God. They're worshiping him. And after that, in verse 41, Elijah shows us really how we ought to have the kind of expectancy when we're asking God. We God has told us we We've agreed with it. We believe in for it. We're praying for it. The kind of mindset that we should have while we are waiting on God to make it happen. Verse 41 says, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Now he's talking about there's a sound of abundance of rain. You know, I don't, you know, that's some that's some deep expectation because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out here in Georgia. You get the thunder and the sound, but you don't sometimes get nothing. He told him there's a sound of abundance of rain coming, and yet there was no rain. And then so Ahab went up to eat and drink in verse 42, and Elijah went up to the top of Mark Caramel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees, and he said to the servant, he said, go up now, look toward the sea. He said, go up and look toward the sea. And he went on and said, so he went up and he looked up and he said, there is nothing. And seven times he said, go again. Seven times Elijah tell his servant, he said, go again. And in verse 44, he said, then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there was a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. 
So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Elijah was moving with expectation. He was waiting, but he had a weight that was different from a lot of us. He was in a position on the top of a mountain expecting heavy rain to show up, expecting ultimately this storm, this massive storm to come. And his servant had to go back seven times because he didn't believe the first time what Elijah was out there having him look for. But this is amazing how even, you know, he comes back with this report and he tells Elijah, he said, you know, it's a cloud the size of a man's hand. See, a lot of times when God is doing something in our life, when he's getting ready to open up a door, he's blessing us and he's he's getting ready to move in such a way that he's going to take us through the, the hard times, the struggles, the sickness. It looks small. It don't look significant. It doesn't look important. And that's how we see really like a servant. We see God will say, you know, I don't think that's going to work. That don't look like it's what God has called me to because it don't seem as significant or as impactful. Elijah had a different mindset. He knew how to wait with for God to operate, knowing that whatever he asked God for, it was a done deal. And that when God is going to show up to do it, it's going to blow everybody's mind. This is why it's so important to put our trust in God 100% and not lean onto our own understanding. Because we start trying to calculate or estimate or, you know, get our perceptions set up on, well, maybe if I see it a certain way, then I could kind of readjust how I handle things and all sorts of kind of stuff. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out to your own understanding. So that means when you pray a prayer and you ask God for something and you've been doing what he's called you to do, you've been walking and see Elijah, he was being obedient to God. He wasn't just somebody that showed up and asked for a prayer. Ask God to make a way in his life. He was doing the will of God. He was carrying out his uh, job as a prophet, doing his work. And because of his obedience and his faithfulness to God, God showed up and proved himself to be true. It may took seven times for the evidence of his obedience to manifest into reality, but it still happened. Now, could you imagine if Elijah said the first time, you know what, forget about it. That you know, it should I, I was expecting the, the cloud right then and there, and, and you didn't see it. And he says, Well, you know, I'm gonna go in and do something else. I done told Ahab to eat for nothing. In our situations for a lot of us, that would look like we would look silly because Ahab was a king. You know, in that time, kings were considered more prestige than a prophet. And now he's telling somebody that's on this higher level, hey, go and eat and get ready to hit the road because, you know, it's getting ready to rain. And then he's waiting out there over and over again for something he know God is going to do. And obviously somebody from the outside looking in saying, man, this guy looks stupid. <laughs> this guy is foolish. He even told the king this and now he's waiting on top of the mountain. That's the expectation that we have to have if we want to see that cloud the size of a man's hand show up in our life when it comes to the healing we need, the financial breakthrough, recovery from the problems and the, and the struggles and the storms that we're going through. We have to be obedient.
and trust in him 100%. Jesus Christ said in John 15, 7, he says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. He didn't say it may be. He didn't say it'll be done halfway. He didn't say I'll give you some of it and then maybe your, your, your descendants will get a piece. He said it'll be done for you. But in order to even abide in him, we have to first trust in him. We have to believe in him. You know, I commented on a social media post earlier today and and they were talking about, look what happened to all the people who didn't wait to get treated for this condition that's going on around, that's going around out here. He said a year later, look at all the information that came out. That, you know, some of us should have waited to figure out what's the facts and, and not the facts and all sorts of kind of stuff. So I commented and I said, it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Right? That was a scripture that I posted. And a, and a guy hops on and he starts talking about, that's insane that you believe in stuff like that. that that's not, that's a myth. You read in 2,000 year old uh, Harry Potter stories and all this other kind of stuff. But I didn't have to try to uh, prove myself to him or to anybody because I'm living proof. Because I've been in situations where absolutely looking out seven times, couldn't see nothing that reflect what God had told me. Eight times, nine times, a hundred times. There are times I looked out first time and completely walked away. Said, I don't, I don't look nothing like God. And had to do several U-turns to get back to where he had originally told me to go. We have to learn in this process of walking by faith that it's not going to look like what we expect every time and on the timing that we have. But if we abide in him and his word abide in us, he said, if we ask it, we shall receive it. And Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can't lie. I know a lot of people don't believe that. I know that's, you know, mythological to some people, to many people. But when we keep walking in this truth and we wait on God, he's going to show up and show up and keep showing up to where there is no reason for us to linger in a place of doubt. And if God said, go open your business, he said, you're going to be healed. He said, you're going to... Uh, have your financial breakthrough, if he said that you're going to be set free, your kids are going to be redeemed, then we have to act like it. We have to talk like it. We have to think like it. No matter how long we have to stay up on that mountain, no matter how many times people come back and they say, well, it don't look like anything. I don't see what you're talking about. I, I, don't, I don't know where you come from with all that stuff. And when we get this mindset, God is pleased. And let me tell you how he's pleased. Shortly after this, you know, uh, Elijah loses his faith, becomes afraid because Jezebel wants to behead him. And then he goes hiding out into the mountains in a cave. When God shows up, he don't cut him off the team. He don't pull his prophet ability. He said, what are you doing in here? He basically comes to go grab him and say, let's get back in the fight. You doing good because God was pleased with his obedience. He was pleased with how he was following through, standing his ground in the midst of all those false prophets. 
and how he told that one servant, go back and check seven times. Our expectations as we wait on God to do what we believe him for should be that we are walking step for step, knowing that it's already done. If we believe that God going to bless us with a house, then we need to start living like that. Take care of the house we got, the place we live in now. You know, he going to have us break through the barriers of uh, bad supervisors on our job so we can move up or we can do different things. We have to act like it. We can't stay in bondage saying, oh, God, when are you going to do something? It's already done. That's what it says in John 15, verse 7. He said, it shall be done. It's a done deal. And he who knows the beginning from the end already did it. We just got to keep going so we can arrive to see it happen. Well, I just want to encourage you guys with that word tonight and tell you that we have to change how we think. We have to change how we see the things in our life that don't look nothing like the promises of God. It looks like nothing was over the sea. But sure enough, it was a cloud the size of a man's hand. And that right there is just enough for a lot of people to doubt. It's too small. It's too far off in the distance. The servant had one perspective, but Elijah had a different. And that perspective that Elijah had emboldened him. And he was blessed by God to outrun chariots. A human being outrun horses. This is long before there was you know, muscle enhancement drugs before there were Nike tennis shoes. <laughs> and he outran a king's chariots. And the king don't ride with no broken horses. They ride with the best. And that's what God wants to do. He is in this very season with all the madness that's going on, the lying, confusion, the hatred, all the stuff that's going on. His word is still true. He is, his eyes are going to and for the earth, looking for those who are loyal to him to him and who he can show himself strong to. So let's be those individuals that when that blessing finally arrives, when that miracle finally takes place, we gonna know obviously it was nothing but God, not our wits and our connections, not the right medication, not the right influence, but it was nothing but God. To him be all the glory. And those who doubt it, those who who turned their back on us, betrayed us, treated us all kind of crazy, they're going to have no choice but to say, the Lord, he is God. Thank you, Lord, for the truth of your word, for the magnificence of your word, to fortify us in this season. We know that we have to change the way we think to see you move even in the darkest moments. We know that your word cannot fail and that you are truth, the only truth. We give you the glory, any of it. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.